Hi, friends. Welcome to the podcast Care Package to Japan, where we showcase God's love for Japan through stories of people. I am your host, Evangeline, and let's get started with today's episode. Hi, friends. So, how are you all doing today?、Um, today, we have a very special episode. Actually, to be honest, I couldn't find a guest for this week's episode.、Um, so, we're going to do something super fun. We are going to talk about my top 10 favorite Japanese food. And for the people that don't know me, back in the days when I used to be super active on Instagram, I, the only thing that I would post would be like food, pictures of food, places I. Eat at, and I don't consider myself a foodie. At the same time, I think I'm super picky with food.、Um, so maybe, maybe I am a foodie. So yeah, let's get started with my top 10 favorite Japanese food. Okay, so the first one would have to be Asahi no Biru. So that's Asahi beer, and for those who have not had Asahi beer, oh my gosh, if you're over the age of 21, go do yourself a favor and go to a Japanese restaurant and order a cup of Japanese Asahi beer because it is so good.、Um, what I like about Asahi beer is the foam that it comes with.、Um, Most beers are foamy, but there's something special about Asahi beer where that foam is just like extra creamy. And it is just so much fun drinking Asahi beer inside an izakaya and, and definitely talking about it. It makes me just want to go back to Japan and have a nice cold beer inside an izakaya. So, Definitely give Asahi beer a try, especially if you're over the age of 21. My next favorite food from Japan would have to be the onigiri that you can get at the konbeni. And oh my gosh, for those that don't know what onigiris are, so they are these like triangle,、um, triangular shaped rice ball, and they look super basic. They look Like from the outside, it doesn't even look that good, but there's something about the rice and seaweed combination with. So it comes, the inside it can come with like tuna、um, or salmon or different types of fish eggs or even ume.、Um, and so I've actually had like beef flavors as well. So it's basically a triangular shaped rice ball. With seaweed on the outside and on the inside of the rice ball, it's got、um, the meat or which、uh, meat, fish, like whatever type of protein you choose. And let me tell you, friends, it is so good. And in Japan, these things cost like a dollar, which is stupid cheap. And you can get them. Like on every single street corner at the convenience stores, and they sell them like by the masses. Like, you go in, and there's just like rows of onigiri, and you can pick whatever flavor you want, and they're always so good. And the rice is, I don't know how the Japanese like 
make their rice, but they know how to do rice. Like it's not, it's chewy, but like not too chewy. And it's grainy, but like not too grainy. <laughs> so they, they definitely know how to perfect their rice. So for friends that haven't tried onigiri, um, I know in Palo Alto, so for those that do live in the Bay Area, in San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Area, um, in Palo Alto, there is a store called Onigiri, which you can go get and um, essentially get the rice balls. And for those that live in Southern California, I highly recommend checking out a Japanese supermarket like Nijia, Mitsuwa, Marukai, um, or Tokyo Central now. Um, most of the time they will sell them at these supermarkets. So please do check it out because it is absolutely delicious. Number three on my list is pretty regional specific to Osaka. Um, so it's this little Japanese pancake, not little, they're actually kind of big. They're called okonomiyaki and they're usually in the Osaka region of Japan and they're also in the Hiroshima region of Japan. So both of those regions have different styles of okonomiyaki and both of them are just so good. So let me first describe my my preferred kind, which is the Hiroshima style. So what okonomiyaki is, it's basically a Japanese style pancake. And um, when you go to a restaurant to order okonomiyaki, um, it comes out in, the batter comes in a bowl and they pour it onto this griddle where they cook the okonomiyaki for you. And oh my gosh, I am getting so hungry just thinking about it. So let me describe all the freaking different layers that go into a okonomiyaki. So the very bottom layer is the flour base. So it's kind of like a pancake. It's kind of like a pancake batter that they pour on the griddle. And then they put the cabbage on top of that. And then on top of that, there is like either pork or shrimp or some kind of meat and protein. And then on top of that, they add the yakisoba, which is a type of Japanese noodle. And then on top of that, they pour the egg layer. And then on top of that, they add the okonomiyaki sauce, which is um, a brown, kind of savory, but a little bit sweet sauce. And then on top of that, they top it off with um, bonito flakes and seaweed. And let me tell you friends, oh my gosh, like just thinking about this is making me so hungry because it's like cooked on this sizzling griddle and with so many different layers of goodness. And oh, I just wanna cry thinking about it. It's so good and I miss it so much. Um, for those that live around the Bay Area, please tell me where I can get good okonomiyaki because I recently moved back to the Bay Area and I cannot find good okonomiyaki. So please help a sister out. Let me know where to get good okonomiyaki. 
So I don't remember if I am on my fourth or fifth. I think it's fourth. Um, so my fourth favorite type of food in Japan, it's actually Kit Kat. So for those of you that are um, haven't been to Japan, um, at the airport or actually at any supermarket, you can go and you can find literally like 20 flavors of Kit Kat. And it's not just like the typical chocolate. So in Japan, they sell so many different types of flavors of Kit Kat. I've had flavors like pumpkin, I've had strawberry cheesecake, hojicha, different types of grades of matcha. Um, there's also things like, I think I've had like mint, um, apple pie, and then cinnamon pie, and then cookies and cream. I think that's a pretty common one as well. And then Mont Blanc, that's also a common one. And also ube, I've had ube, I've had taro. I've had like a weird cherry flavor too. I don't remember where that was from. But yeah, there are just so many different types of flavors of Kit Kat. And my favorite, um, my favorite would have to be the hojicha. Hojicha is a type of, um, it's similar to matcha, so similar to green tea, but it's roasted a little bit longer and it's got a almost nutty flavor to the tea. So it is a type of green tea, but it's, the, because of the way that it's roasted, it's got a little bit of a nutty like aroma to it, which I really appreciate. And I don't know where to find, like hojicha is starting to be kind of popular in California, um, but I still don't see it as much as let's say like matcha. Like I think I can find matcha pretty readily available in like Japanese supermarkets and stuff, but hojicha is more, it's, it's more rare. Um, the hojicha Kit Kat, it is so good. Um, I remember once my sister and I were, we had a layover in the Haneda airport. Haneda airport is one of the airports, international airports in Tokyo. And I think I literally spent $150, like US dollars on just Kit Kat. I think I went overboard and crazy. And I ate all of those Kit Kat by myself. Yeah, I think I have a problem, but that's okay because Kit Kats are great. Okay, so my fifth favorite type of food that's from Japan would have to be nabeyaki udon. Um, so you probably have had udon before. Udon is the white, thick noodles. They're made of flowers. They're actually pretty simple to make. It's I think it's literally just flour, salt, and water. But let me tell you, friends, oh my gosh, I don't know why. I love a good bowl of udon because that type of noodle is just so chewy and I actually prefer udon more than ramen. Um, ramen is the most popular type of Japanese noodle in the States. Um, there's a lot of ramen stores, um, but ramen just, I think the broth is a little too thick for me and it's a little bit too heavy for me. So nabeyaki udon is, 
I think it literally translates to like hot pot style udon. So it comes in this hot pot and the udon is served in the hot pot and the broth that it comes in, it's usually a clear broth and it's not as strong and not as heavy as the ramen broth. And the broth that nabayaki udon comes in is usually made with dashi, a little bit of sugar, and it's not, it's a little bit, it's more, it's, it's got a little tinge of sweetness to it, so it's not as salty as like a shio ramen. Um, and typically in a nabeyaki udon, there's the udon and there's also the shrimp tempura. Uh, there might be a tamago, which is egg. And then there's the green onion on top. And then there's usually a chunk of mochi. And oh my gosh, friends, mochi in like nabeyaki udon is so good because mochi, for those that don't know, it's almost like so mochi is um, made of glutinous rice flour and when it's in heat, it becomes very chewy and stringy, almost like cheese. <laughs> so I just absolutely love it. Um, and the combination of the soup and mochi and udon and shrimp tempura is just Oh, so good, especially on a cold winter night, like nabayaki udon just hits the spot because it's like cold and snowy outside and all you want to do is like drink hot broth and slurp that delicious udon. So I highly recommend getting it and there is a store that has really good nabeyaki udon in Torrance, California. So for those that live in the South Bay, I highly recommend um, checking out Icho. Icho is on, I think, PCH, close to PCH and Cranshaw or something like that. So for those that live in Torrance, go do yourself a favor when it gets cold, get a nabeyaki udon from Icho. Super good. Okay, so number six, kare or curry. And for those that haven't had Japanese curry, you have to have to have to try Japanese curry because it is so good. So Japanese curry is, I would say it's sweeter than Indian curry and it's not as spicy. So they don't put as much spice and it's got a stronger tinge of sweetness to it, which I personally really like. And Japanese people eat curry with these red pickles. And let me tell you, the combination of the red pickle, curry, and Japanese rice is just so good. And it's actually not as easy to find curry in a restaurant in Japan. Like it's it's not uncommon, um, but typically curry is actually a homemade meal that majority of household um, know they know how to make. So a lot of times restaurants don't serve it actually because it's such a common household item that you don't really, really find it in 
most restaurants and people don't go out to eat curry that much um it's they typically the japanese people usually associate curry with like a homemade like meal that mom makes and it's just really homey really yummy and i highly recommend trying to make japanese curry yourself because it is very very simple all you have to do is buy the the curry blocks um, from a asian supermarket and they sell them they're like usually like three to four dollars and you can make 12 servings with it and what you do is you put the block um, and you pour water inside a boiling pot and the water the hot water will dissolve the curry block and and then you add in the meat that you want so typically people add like chicken shrimp or pork you can also add beef if you want and before you put in any of that stuff you actually saute the vegetable that you want to go in so some typical vegetable would be like onion carrots um, some people like broccoli some people like spinach um, I typically just stick with carrots and potatoes and onions because <laughs> I'm simple like that but curry Japanese curry is so good and you cannot forget the red pickles it's all about curry plus the rice plus the red pickle like it would not be complete if you don't have those red pickles so please get those red pickles because they're just so good with the curry it's not just the curry it's the curry plus the rice plus the red pickles so that's yeah that's all i have to say about curry <laughs> so next i can't talk about how much i love japanese food without talking about how much i love milk from japan i know this is pretty surprising but milk from japan is so delicious i don't think i've had milk that good anywhere else before and it's super simple super basic like it's the typical milk that you would find in a japanese grocery store but in japan something about the milk is so good it's just really not over the top but like it's got like a subtle hint of sweetness and creaminess and it's the aroma of it it's just so much better than the milk that i find in america and and japanese people like i mean they love their milk they get a bunch of their dairy product um are from hokkaido which is the northern island of japan and Hokkaido is really famous um, for their dairy product. They make a lot of cheese, ice cream, and milk. And something about the milk is just so different. Like, I mean, I love oat milk. I mean, I live in the Bay Area. We're all about that, like oat milk, coconut milk, rice milk, hemp milk, chia milk, like all the different milks. But let me tell you, my favorite is still straight up like whole milk from japan that's from hokkaido because i don't know if they feed like the cows like crack or something but it's just so creamy and good and it's not like a heavy cream type of like yucky 
feeling like it's like a nice like wow like i can drink this for days type of feeling like it's very refreshing and yeah like i would just drink milk like a glass of milk with white bread and call that breakfast and be super happy super content so milk from japan is super good now number eight bread okay so i know i touched on bread a little bit and now i am going to talk about melon pond so number i think we're at number eight so number eight would have to be melon pond melon pond is japan's version of a pineapple bread and for those that don't know what melon pond is it's basically a really fluffy white bread with like um kind of like a it's not car caramelized it's it's like a sugar topping on top um and what's special about the sugar that goes on top is that i think it's infused with some sort of milk so it's not just sugary it's it's a little bit more on the creamier side and what i really like is the combination of a of a warm melon pond with ice cream and oh my gosh in japan there is the best melon ice cream place sandwich place in shibuya so shibuya is a very famous uh train station it's the biggest well one of the biggest um but it's it has the biggest crosswalk in the world so it's the really infamous like infamous shibuya crosswalk and near that station there is a really kind old man that sells these melon pond ice cream sandwiches and they are so good they are like to die for um it's very simple like the bread is literally just melon pond and he slices it and he puts like two scoops of ice cream so you can pick your flavor of i want matcha i want chocolate or whatever and and it's just so good like the melon pond the top of the melon pond crust it's kind of like shrusels um but better like it's not just purely sugary like it's 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 got a little bit of i think they put like some sort of coating of milk um so it's really good and number nine would have to be pablo cheesecake and pablo cheesecake it's pretty difficult to find in the u.s actually um so it's a baked cheesecake from osaka and it's got a pretty thick crust um think of the crust when you have like fruit tarts it's almost crust like that um but a little bit thinner and a little bit crispier so it's a butter it's essentially a butter crust, but not as thick as a fruit tarts crust. And inside, they bake the cheesecake, but I believe they also... It's not a normal cheesecake in a sense that it's purely just cream cheese. I think they add a little bit of flour to it, so it's more cakey. Um, and it's so good. 
It tastes almost like a pudding, um, but like a cheesecake pudding. And when it's fresh from the oven, oh my gosh, friends, the aroma of the cheesecake just like makes me want to cry tears of joy. Um, I still remember waiting like I think it was close to like an hour in line in Osaka and just waiting for my cheesecake and then when I got the cheesecake it was I think I'm pretty sure I ate like a whole six inch cheesecake by myself and it was just so good um, I think what I like about it is that there's so many different textures to it so there's the softness almost like pudding like from the cheesecake layer but there's also the crust which makes it like adds a little crunch to the taste and I really like the fact that Japanese cheesecake have a little bit more cream and milk in it so it's not as tarty like you can definitely taste the cheesy part of it but it's creamier so if you feel more of the milk and there's like a tinge of sweetness to it which i personally really appreciate um and there's like a slight gelatinous um film on top that is from like a like a coat of i think it's like a jelly coat that people typically put over pies and stuff and oh my gosh just like all the different flavors and textures combination just makes it so mouthwatering, so good. And different types, um, they so they're known for their normal cheesecake, but during different times of the year. So let's say um, Halloween, they'll have like a pumpkin flavor, or um, they'll have like a chocolate flavor for Valentine's, and then. Um, I believe matcha is also one of their popular ones. Um, so if you're ever in Japan, definitely check out Pablo Cheesecake. And I believe Pablo Cheesecake have several stores throughout Asia. Um, I think when I was in Taiwan, I also saw uh, chains of Pablo Cheesecake. So do yourself a favor, go hunt down a Pablo Cheesecake when you are in Asia somewhere, especially if you're in Japan, because it is so, 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 so good. Last but not least, number 10, and I can't believe I've been talking by myself for almost 30 minutes about food. As you can see, this is how much I love food. I think the joy that I get from eating food is just a little bit higher than normal people, but that's okay. It's like that anticipation of like a little girl, like, okay, side, side note, side note. Um, something, so this is just a side story. So something that I've been doing with Papa God is um, on the weekends, on Saturday mornings, I usually go read my Bible um, at this coffee shop called Verve and I like journal for a couple hours and read my Bible and then afterwards I'll go get ice cream with Papa God and 
it's just like it's just been such a sweet time for me personally because I feel like a little girl going into an ice cream shop with daddy and it's so fun. Um, I've been going to Salt and Straw. Salt and Straw is from Portland and they have I think monthly f flavors um, and it's just so much fun like tasting all the different flavors and just enjoying being a little girl with God. Um, I guess that's why I love food because I think food really helps me connect um, to my inner child and especially dessert and it just helps me connect with God a lot more. And I am going to put a plug right here for those that live in Los Angeles, go get Concha. Concha is my absolute favorite like ice cream place, hands down. My favorite flavor from Concha is their most popular flavor called Mr. Universal. And I think it's like an oatmeal cookie and vanilla ice cream. So they churn the cookie and the ice cream together. And oh my gosh, that combination is so good because for me, a good ice cream consists of really quality ice cream plus really good toppings that go inside of the ice cream. And the baked goods from Concha that they put into their ice cream flavors are really, really good. And I personally know the owners. I know how much they pour into serving the community through ice cream. So definitely check out Concha. It's K-A-N-S-H-A. And yeah, get their ice cream because it is so delicious and they are Japanese owned. So you will be supporting our Japanese community in Los Angeles by buying ice cream. Oh, another note is they also for every item that is ordered, they also um, donate a portion of the por uh, proceed to charity. And I think the charity um, changes every month, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, definitely check them out. They're just my personal favorite and I love what they're doing. So definitely check it out. Yeah, so the sidetrack was ice cream. And number 10 would definitely be Japanese ice cream. And specifically the soft serves that you can get. Um, in Japan, they sell soft serves like everywhere. You can find soft serve ice cream inside a restaurant. You can find soft serve ice cream inside a convenience store. You can find it like, I don't know, like in an onsen. Um, so they sell soft serves everywhere and soft serves in Japan are so good, friends. And especially the green tea flavor, like there's just something about green tea, soft serve, ice cream. So good, so good. Like, I don't think I need to talk more much more about it. It's just creamy, light, and on a summer day in Tokyo where it's like 100 degrees and you're sweating like everything off, all you wanna do is eat ice cream and there's nothing that can help you avoid that heat stroke. <laughs> Oh, like a good soft serve green tea ice cream from 
7-Eleven. So yeah, that sums up my 10 of my favorite in, in no particular order, 10 of my favorite food from Japan. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in today, my friends. This is definitely a bonus episode and it was so fun for me to just reminisce and think about the different types of Japanese food that I enjoy. So yeah, until next time, have a good one, guys. Bye. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the podcast today or if you enjoy the show, feel free to leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify and please rate us. This helps other people find the show. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, please email carepackagetojapan at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you as well. And we just really appreciate all of your love and support. Thank you so much. Until next time, bye.